Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Good buddies. Welcome to podcast episode 281 of Hobby Addicts, and it's going to be a good one. And on oh, this, good. Why is that? On this Why day, is that? Do tell. Oh, Mason. Mason's in the house. Mason, how are you on this lovely fall day, October 3rd? How are you? Let me let me check. Uh, let me go to nflscores.com. Uh, let me double check. You have no quarterback, okay. Mason, so or and or coach. So it's kind of tough. And we lost our running back today as well. I hear uh, we won. The Bears Is won. This real life or wow. fantasy? So really? I'm doing well. All right, and Caroline, how are you today? Mason's doing just fine because the Bears won. Yay! Um, I'm doing pretty good. It is. Uh, my hands are a little cold today. You know, it's that fall chill in the air. Um, my cold apple cider is not doing anything to help that, but I am enjoying the apple flavor. Um, and yeah, I'm just about ready to get going on some Halloween stuff. Oh, all right. Well, today we're going to, we have a pretty good slate here. Uh, I have played probably 70% of Ken of, uh, however the fuck you say it, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, which was one of the showcase PS5 games back when they were trying to show off their graphics and all that. Um, also, I watched what I think was a, quite a good horror movie, which was called No One Gets Out Alive, as we are attempting to do a one horror movie per night for the whole month of October. And I see that Caroline is also watching scary movies, which because she watched Ghostbusters, even though Ghostbusters is not scary. For it is a com- yeah. For it is a comedy. And Mason, I think, went to San Francisco, which is very far from home. It is. It's the other side of the country for me. <laughs> I know you didn't drive that. No, I I flew. Oh, you, you took the easy way out. I took the coward's way. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, beginner easy. level easy mode, uh, planes. Second level is the, uh, the like the cross continental like train that you can take. Mm. Uh, Amtrak. Level three is driving. Level four is hitchhiking. So oh, we're, we're baby mode. <laughs> That's not that shit ain't even safe. Okay, well let's start with Keena Bridge of Spirits. I think it's a uh, since. I think most of our listeners play video games, and it's very uh, current. So uh, this is a game from Ember Labs. It is the first game that Ember Labs has ever made. Their most of their experience prior to this was making like, and it was helping with like cutscenes and things like that for different games or different movies. But um, Kena Bridge of Spirits just came out. It is uh, a PS5 game, I believe. It is also it might be on Xbox. I'm not entirely sure what all it's on, but I'm going to pull up the meta. Let's see here. It's on PS4, PC, PS5. That's it. So it's on PlayStation, and it's on, um, it is on PC. So this game has got okay scores. It's got an 81% on Metacritic and 8.7 from the users, so no one has, like, review-bombed this game to hell and back yet. But, uh, but what have I thought about it? So this was a game that I thought I always thought to myself that plus that PlayStation would have to come out with a couple pretty solid games before I would be interested in buying any before I'd be interested in buying a PS5 you know because you want to have like those exclusive titles that drive you to you know make those purchase decisions and I always thought that this game would be one of those and but then when it came out on PS4 I was like okay well so much for that so but uh, is this game good so I decided to buy this game after I heard another PlayStation podcast that I listened to discussing this game and they just complained unceremoniously for about an hour straight for about a straight hour about how hard the game was and so that pretty much solidified it for me because I'm like oh well these people it's like I always wonder how game reviewers are so bad at games when all they do is play games but um, it's like oh this game's so hard it's like harder than Dark Souls all this I'm like the game if you haven't seen this game it looks like a fucking Pixar movie I mean it's it would be like if you were getting your ass whooped by like the minions. <laughs> in, oh no, that's a fate worse and, than death. And that's not even Pixar, but like you know, 
But but in this game, you are this girl named Kina, Kana, however you want to say it. I think in Japanese it's probably Kana, but I'm not really sure this is a Japanese game. So and you are this like a medium, I guess, for spirits, and so she helps spirits like pass on or whatever. And so and so in this game, you you kind of in most of the setting, it takes place in this like forest area where you are you know, kind of traversing around, and at least in the first half of the game, you're trying to help um, this these little kids find their brother. And so, and you're kind of wandering into the woods to find them or whatever. And so, and so the game uh, progresses in that way, and and it is beautiful. So the environments are are quite gorgeous. Uh, you know, and this is just even on PS4, which I I'm, I I guess is the worst way you can play this because PS5 and PC are probably both superior. And I, I find it even to be beautiful on PlayStation 4. Um, and there are some other charming things about the game as well. Uh, the character designs are, look really nice. All the animations look great. The little critters that kind of help Kina as she travels through the forest or whatever, they're really cute. Um, I kind of think that's like one of the selling points of the game probably is how cute they are. They kind of look like walking like eggplants with eyes kind of. I don't know. They, they kind of they play like Pikmin almost. You kind of command them to go do this command them to lift this object up, etc. And um, and that's pretty much how the game progresses. It's a combination of you solving puzzles by like activating these crystals that are throughout the forest with your spirit power or with your bow, um, or by telling these like little critter guys to like pick this thing up and move it over here. So you're kind of solving puzzles as you move through the forest. And then occasionally there'll be like a, 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 a like a, 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 a like a battle that will be set up that doesn't, the enemies don't respawn in this. So you, you fight the battle, you move on. And, uh, and, um, but the game has a lot of flaws. You know, it's not, it's a $40 game and it certainly feels like less than full price for a game. First of all, the music is, uh, it almost doesn't have music. Um, it's very limited in, 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 in its musical score, I guess you could say. Um, also the items in the game, it feels very much like a PlayStation two game, like an early one, uh, where every single chest you open has like the same item. So you you almost always get these like blue orbs that are like a currency in the game, which can pretty much only be spent on one thing, which is to buy hats, hats. Yes. Like, like, you know, like a, like a top hat for your little critters to wear, to wear. So you can buy these hats and then the critter guys will can wear Can I get them. a beret? A beret, a pine cone. I've got pine cones. Can I, got, I get some cat ears? Yeah, uh, I don't know that I have that yet. No, this isn't a Japanese game. We don't do that. <laughs> oh, come on. I think cat ears are universally loved. I'm going to say, can I bridge of spirits hats? All, let me see. I'm not really sure if there's a list of hats anywhere. I don't know. There's is it? Is there a hat as magnificent as the one in I've been killing slimes for 300 years and I've maxed out my level or whatever it was? <laughs> and oh. I've maxed out my hat. Okay, yeah. so there's a mushroom hat, a, 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 a ladybug hat, a baseball cap, a unicorn hat. A, oh, there's a cat hat. So you can get a cat hat. Yes. A dinosaur hat, a dog hat, a frog hat, uh, like different tribal masks. So, but like that's the thing. It's like, so earlier today, right, right before I came up here and started working on the podcast again, I, there were sometimes the chests you open, you have to like salt, you have to overcome like a challenge before they'll open. So you have to kill a certain number of enemies in a certain number of seconds. And one of the chests was really hard. It took me four or five tries to get that chest open. And inevitably, what was in it? Lo and behold, a fucking hat. And I don't know if you're, Aww. and it's like some people are like probably, oh my God, a hat. Well, I'm just like, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like I know I need all the hats to get the trophy for the hats. But beyond that, I just don't really care. And so, you know, you kind of collect all the, you open all the chests anyway and all the little pots and shit you can do. But and inevitably they all have the same items and they're almost, because the hats do nothing. They're just a decoration and that's all you can do with the money. So stuff like that. That's dumb. Stuff like that makes the game feel really kind of limited. Like they probably didn't have a big enough staff. You know, I think about games like Dragon Quest uh, 11 which had over 700 different items in it and like crafting and all this stuff and i'm like well you know square enix probably had like 500 people working on dragon quest 11 and so they had probably a whole team just for the items and stuff like that and so you know and so this studio probably didn't have that luxury um so the other major gripe about the game is that 
it is almost impossible to navigate this game without a guide, I find. So, like, the forest is huge, and it looks, everything looks the same. It's like uh, a down tree, a tree stump, trees, uh, water, you know, a little waterfall. It's like you can get turned around really easily. And I found myself uh, in a game that's totally linear. It's not open world stuck repeatedly simply because I couldn't d- find where I'm, where I'm supposed to be going and the game doesn't have a mini map it has um, sometimes there are like major like like the the, ob- the objective of like a major quest will have like a glowing spot on your map which you have to like you know leave the game screen to get to but if you're just trying to like explore the forest and get all the collectibles or whatnot it, it's it's like almost impossible like you get lost you end up I ended I ended up like back in the same spot like I'd be like searching, searching. I'm like, I'm like, and then you end up right back where you started. And you're like, it's like almost like you're in a movie. It's like, what? it's like, I, I just walked for 20 minutes and I'm back where I started. <laughs> and it's just like, you get totally turned around and the game doesn't really offer much support for, um, you know, for helping you navigate the world. And so, so I, I was like, fuck this. So, like I, I pulled a, I pulled a, a guide out from like IGN and I'm following this guide and, I'm enjoying the game way way more like that. You know, I'm just like it, it tells me where how to get all the hats, how to get all the little all the little creatures, how to get all the collectibles, and how to you know navigate through the forest and shit. And so, and honestly, I just like some at some point games become more of a frustration than they're worth, and alleviating that frustration is uh, has been a really good um, like decision for me. Uh, finally, and so, then was, go ahead. Um, in the words of those game reviewers, which you badmouthed just so recently, the game is difficult. <laughs> well, they were bitching about the combat. So, oh, really? Yeah, and I'll get to that here in a second. But like, the only other thing I'll say about the game that I think is really—it's not a poor—it's not poor about it, but like, the game is only about eight hours long, so it's pretty short. Um, now, the combat at this point in the game, I have a staff and I have a bow, and the staff. You can do, there's like light attack, heavy attack, um, and the bow has your standard shoot the bow. You can shoot the bow and kind of like slow down time. So there's like focus or whatever, which is like pretty common for games, you know. And then there, and then both the staff and the bow have an ability where like the little creatures that follow you around can add more power to your attack by like giving it magical energy or whatever. Um, because the, their role in the game, and by the way, I totally skipped over this, there's like this. Uh, corruption all over the forest and all the enemies in the game are manifestations of this corruption and in order to clear the corruption you have to sometimes you have to kill the enemies or you have to solve the puzzles and then you have to send your little critters after like this like giant flower will open and there's like a bulb inside the flower and the bulb has to be destroyed and once you destroy it it clears out the environment and the environment changes it's almost like the game okami if you ever played okami it's like the world will be black and white or it'll be covered in like black fog or something. And then like when you solve the objective, the world becomes like vibrant and like healthy again. So, you know, it's like one of those. I literally cannot hear the name Okami without thinking of the Okami or whatever it is that like plays during the loading screen for the title. <laughs> I can see someone play you know that game. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I tried getting into Okami. I really couldn't get into it though. Oh, I thought Okami was... has such a slow beginning. Not only is it I just it got like, frustrated with the controls. It's yeah. well, it's like forty minutes of unskippable dialogue, which doesn't have any like voice acting. It's all like yeah. yeah. And then you start playing, and it immediately like shoehorns you down a path. You can't run around. You can't explore. Like it takes so long to get going. And then even when you do, it just it takes so long to actually, you so, know, start playing the game. Is it worth it then? <laughs> I mean, it's a very cool Okami's concept amazing. with a, a brilliant like art design, and it does hold up, especially in like the later half with some really cool moments. But yeah, Okami is. I think Okami is like one of the best games on PS2. But um, but this game has a lot of that where you're like, you know. Or even like in the village, you'll solve a puzzle that you couldn't solve earlier because you didn't have some item, and it'll like uh, release some building from corruption, and all the paths will be unblocked, and you can finally go inside the building or whatever. Um, so like back to the fighting, like so the creatures are magical and they can clear the corruption out, but they can also power up your weapons. But the the combat is pretty simple, you know. It's like um, you do have like a shield you can activate with your spirit energy, and you can parry with your shield. Um, and 
that's about it. You know, you can unlock certain skills by spending experience points that you get. But to be perfectly honest, most of the skills that I've unlocked feel like that I should have had them to begin with. Like the simple act of like a double jump and then like slamming your hammer down or your, or your staff down to me is like something that should already exist in the game just because like you should be able to jump and then have a downward attack with your weapon. But this game literally gives you nothing except like just swing or swing harder at the beginning and everything, including like a running, like run and swing that has to be unlocked. Um, jump and downward attack that has to be unlocked, et cetera, et cetera. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so it is what it is. I'm told eventually I'll be able to throw bombs maybe at the enemies, but yeah, and you can like shoot the bombs out of the air with your bow and make them explode. So that sounds pretty neat. Um, we'll have to see how how much truth there is in all that. Like I, I think that I think it exists. I haven't gotten that far yet, but but the game is the the battles the individual battles are easy. Um, I have not had any issue with anything in the game as far as like just like random battles occurring. Um, there have been a couple bosses. I have the game on normal normal mode right now and in order to get the last trophy you have to play the game on a, on a difficulty that isn't even unlocked yet so it's very tough but to your question caroline they were the game reviewers weren't on that difficulty level my understanding is that they were all playing it on normal and they're all like oh my god dark souls has got nothing on this game it's like you really have to not be good at games to i mean the game is i'd say i'm getting killed by um, bosses between one and five times and that's about it. And the game just kind of spawns you right right before the boss again. And to me, if a boss only kills you three times, it's really not that hard. So, um, and usually you die because you because you don't understand how to fight the boss the first couple times, and then, you know. So, but um, we'll see. I mean, the bosses are like tree spirits. Uh, there's like the corrupted. There's like corrupted spirits you fight. There's you know guardians of the forest and all this. Um, but um, all in all, I do plan on platinum, getting the platinum in this game. There, we know this. Um, you will never not want to get the platinum. Well, I mean, by the time I finish the game the first time through, I will only be missing one trophy, <laughs> and it's basically replay the game on very hard. Um, I've only found one boss that was exploitable so far. He actually knocked me up into the air um, onto like some roots and he was just standing there and he kind of just walked around and I just shot him with my bow till he died. Um, and he didn't even fight me. And I was like, wow, that's like, that happened by random chance. Like I didn't even look it up. And then I hopped down off the root and I was like, can I just get back up here? Like on my own? And I, sure enough, you can just jump up there easily by the way. And I guess just shoot him to death with your bow. Like <laughs> it was like, not even really a fight. Like that, that was that that fight was advertised as being pretty tough, and I was like, you know, I just when I play that, I'm very hard. I'm just gonna hop up there again and just shoot him with my bow. I mean, you know, it's whatever. But the game is forty bucks. Um, I like the game quite a bit. Um, it's very charming and kind of relaxing. It's but it just feels like a game that was low budget. Like it just didn't have much of a much like a much of a staff and most of the staff they had put a lot of their effort into the visuals. And so like the combat and the item, there's like literally the game actually has no items. Like there's, there's no item inventory. There's nothing. Uh, like I said, all there are are these blue orbs and hats <laughs> and that's it. So there's no items. The combat is pretty simple. Um, the story is fairly simple but the world is beautiful, and Kina herself is a pretty good character, uh, my opinion. Although she kind of talks out of the side of her mouth, you have to kind of like see it. But I don't know. I feel like there's been some like DreamWorks or maybe some Pixar movies where like characters have done the same thing, but it really irritates Pancake. She just she always has like this crooked. She like will smile with like half her mouth, like smiling, and then she'll talk out of, <laughs> talk out of that side of her mouth. I can see you doing this just through the sound you're making. She always does it. She'll have like this like shit-eaten, cocky smile, and then she'll talk through it, and it just looks hilarious. And and she and not only does she do it, but other characters do it too. Um, but um, listen, people, if you are a, if you're a person who likes uh, like puzzle games, I guess they're not very hard, but like puzzle games, or if you just want to like um like frolic through like a foresty area that um i guess if it, it feels a little jack and daxter-esque you're kind of like because the items are limited and the world is beautiful and the combat is simple um 
you know, it might be worth checking out. I don't think there's like a trail or like a demo or anything you can buy. But um, personally, I think it's been pretty good. I don't know if it's an eighty. Eight, I don't know if it's an eight point seven worth good. It's probably to me, it's more like a seven. I guess maybe just maybe a maybe an eight seven point five seven point eight. Um, but for forty bucks, it's not a bad buy. Um, it just feels like a game that was kind of limited and i and i think that if they made a sequel my hope would be that like they would hire a few more people and add add some of the stuff that was missing the second time around and that's about it um that's uh keen bridge of spirits and oh and i did finish resident evil zero and on hard mode and boy it was hard that game that was the first resident evil i played that was like i, I finished that last like round of bosses with like five handgun bullets left that was all i had left and uh <laughs> There was not much margin for error in playing that game. So, All right, speaking of Resident Evil, before we jump to the next topic, yeah, I watched yeah. a seven-hour YouTube video analyzing every single Resident Evil game wow. and oh, what wow. made them good and bad, and it was great. It took me like a couple days to get through, and uh, I recommend it if you like long-form video essays about. I mean, I've never played a Resident Evil game in my life. But I was still interested. So That's so wild. You dedicated seven hours to watching a video all about Resident Evil, and you've never played Resident Evil. Yeah, because I don't like being scared. <laughs> but I want to <laughs> know the appeal about the games and what succeeded. I guess I have played like two hours of four. Oh, Resident Evil Four is so good. It's so good. Yeah, they're I, gonna they're gonna I remake that disagree. game, and it's gonna be amazing when that comes out. It's gonna be so great. I, by comparison, I think I've played all the Resident Evils, all of them. Um, cause the first one came out as one of my, it was the first PlayStation one game I ever owned when I was a little kid. And that game, that game scared the bejesus out of me when I was little. Well, if you want, if you want some, some content in the background while you're doing something, I recommend the, no, the Noah Caldwell Gervais seven and a half hour, a look through at resident evil. It's a, uh, it's pretty good. All right, let's go to, let's go to Caroline real quick. She can talk about, you're, you're going to talk about one of my favorite movies. I've seen this movie 90 times. I've, I have the whole wow. thing memorized, every word. What do you have to say? And what would that be? Where do these stairs go? They go up. What? I don't get it. He's talking about the movie you watched. I said a quote from Okay, the movie. well, I watched it once. I don't remember all of the lines from the That's right. movie. That's right, Your Honor. <laughs> Is this true? I was also really tired so, that's, oh, when I watched it. That's so right, Your I, Honor. This man has no dick. <laughs> yeah, that one was really good. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what do you think? This movie is a classic. So, well, well, here's the thing. So every for the last couple of Halloweens, I try to watch all the movies that I've never seen because there are so many classics, like not even just Halloween movies, but like there are a lot of movies I have just never seen before. Um, one of them being Ghostbusters. So... I decided yesterday, today's the day, I'm going to watch it, thus starting my Halloween movie watching, and I hope to watch a few more movies, but I would definitely like some recommendations. Here's the thing. I am, I, I can deal with like, like serial killer scary movies and that kind of thing. I am not very good with the paranormal. I'll watch them, but I, my imagination just runs way too wild at night with the paranormal stuff. And, Aww. you know, for several nights after watching it, a scary movie with ghosts, there is a high possibility that I will, you know, be a little nervous going to bed, you know? I mean, but Ghostbusters is a comedy, though. It's not... Yes, yes. Now I'm talking about Ghostbusters. I'm just talking in general. (laughs) When people recommend me stuff, just keep that in mind, please. But I would like some recommendations. Okay. Anywho. Yes. Um, So, yes, I decided, of course, I gotta watch Ghostbusters at some point. And my sister had it on DVD here in my house, so perfect opportunity. Um, so I wrote a couple notes down. For one thing, the ghost making the catalog cards fly out at the very beginning of the movie. That was a major dick move. As somebody who works in a library, <laughs> used to work in a library, um, we don't use catalog cards anymore. But back then, that's how you found all of your books. So making right. a thousand catalog cards fly out, that is going to be the frigging worst to yeah, get back in order. You're going to have to reorganize, like re-alphabetize them or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, and they're just all over the place. <laughs> it's 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 honestly, you can you can like terrorize all the people you want. Don't touch the catalog cards. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is not something I consider when I watch the movie Ghostbusters. I just look how cool the ghost looks, and that's a line Speaking you don't which, cross. 
(laughs) Speaking of which, Venkman is also a dick to books, as much as the ghosts are, because (laughs) he got ectoplasm on his hands. He wiped it on the books. There There are so many things you can wipe ectoplasm on. A piece of fabric, perhaps. Your clothing? I don't know. Don't wipe it on books in an archive in the New York Public Library. What the frick is wrong with them? Mason, um, she, well, she, she said ectoplasm. I'm like, <laughs> Was it? Is that, isn't that what it's called? Yes, of course. I just love hearing someone say ectoplasm. Okay, I'm going to hope that's not like a dirty joke. No, we got her doubting everything. No, listen, listen, listen. I had a Ghostbusters cake for four straight years when I was a little kid. You know you know how hard it is for little kids to stay interested in something for more than like 10 minutes? No, I guess so. Um, which is, but that's actually surprising to me because the, the movie has a lot of like, you know, kind of like sexy implications. Yeah, it does. I mean, didn't one guy literally get a blowjob by a ghost? Yeah, he does. Like, like, what did 10-year-old Mitsugi think when he saw that? I don't think I knew what was happening. I was 10. Actually, okay. I was younger than I'm that. I'm just making sure. This movie came out when I was, like, one. One-year-old Mitsugi was watching that. Can you imagine it, Mason? <laughs> it's, it's, it explains, actually, so much more. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, actually, you know, Vingman, I, I thought... What an asshole character overall, not just for the book thing. Oh, he's so great. No, he's so awful. He's an awful, and he's a creepy teacher. My God. My girlfriend sleeps above the covers. Four feet above the covers. Okay, well, I'm not mentioning, I'm not talking about that. It's just that, you know, (laughs) he was literally making moves on a student, and then, not, not even just, like, the creepy aspect of that, but then he's also torturing another student at the same time. That's horrible. <laughs> what, who? The, t- the student. Who? The, the student was not a dick. How was he being a dick? Oh, I don't know. He wasn't. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Um, um, I'm, I'm having a very hard time trying to figure out when you're joking. <laughs> um, also, Vinkman made a menstruation question when she w- he was asking for the, um, for the librarian's story. He's like, are you on... Your period. I'm like, what the frick? That I would, don't remember that. No, no he's yeah. So like when the remember the like the librarians like lying down trying to tell a story to the three of them, and he he's going through like the list of very um, apparently basic questions, and one of them being, "Are you menstruating right now?" <laughs> I'm like, what? This is the '80s. I don't know. I I know it's the '80s, but I can't get over this stuff because I I had no idea who these characters were because I've never seen the movie, and I was definitely not expecting him to be this creepy. Oh. Um, and furthermore, I do agree with the what I would think they are kind of framing him as the evil university president kicking them off campus because what exactly are they doing? That is, uh, like is. Benefiting, benefiting the university. They're shocking students. They're hitting on students. They're taking up an entire room, and they're not even teaching anything. But they're geniuses. They save New they're York. They're geniuses in what? They're paranormal. They're scientists. Look at Egon. Well, at the time they were not. Like at the time, there was nothing to uh, perpetuate the belief that ghosts actually exist until everything you know blew up. Egon's hobby is collecting spores, molds, and fungus. Okay, like, here's the thing. Egon <laughs> was probably the best one of them. Oh, I'll dead. have to say that. He's dead now. That's so sad. Harold <laughs> Ram. He wrote the story, Oh, too. he is? The oh, actor? Oh, yeah, Harold Ramis died, like, ten years ago. Uh, yeah. I was really invested in his relationship with the secretary. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she's pretty great. Um, the monsters in the movie looked pretty good when they weren't running. <laughs> when they weren't like when they were stationary and just like looking around, I would think that they probably had very like probably practical effects on that. But when they got into the digital effects of them running around, you can definitely tell this movie's age. Yeah, well, it is thirty-five years old. I know. Um, so. Furthermore, when the apartment building explodes and debris is falling on the people below, it's hitting them like it's styrofoam, and I thought that was so funny. Oh, like. Yeah. You are literally, you should be crushed to death with this debris falling on you. And this is bouncing off your head. Something that can never hurt us. Mr. Stapoff. Well, 
And, um, oh, yeah, that was pretty great. Um, I was wondering how that was going. I knew about that, but I had no idea how it actually happened. <laughs> Not, there are pretty funny moments in this movie, I have to say. Um, what was your favorite? But, yeah. Uh, there, well, there were also a few one-liners that I had no idea came from this movie. Okay. Like uh, I think that Dickless one was was one of them. Um, that still, was that was a pretty great move. Yeah, that was a pretty great moment. Um, oh, we came, we saw, we kick it, we kicked its ass. That was oh, another yeah, yeah. one I didn't know was from this movie, and you know a couple others. And it was fun. I wouldn't say that's something that I ha- that would be a thing that would have to watch every single Halloween. There are a couple movies that have made that list for me that I have to watch. Um, like Ghostbusters Afterlife. Now that's what I'm talking about. Is that about. the second movie? <laughs> or, oh, no, no, no. Is that the reboot or the um, the movie that's coming out soon? It's not a reboot. I forget what, I forget the proper terms can't for have, this you, kind you, of stuff. You can't have Ghostbusters anymore. Egon's dead. He died. Yeah, it's Yes, the they're not going to take his corpse out of the ground and put a costume on him, Mitsugi. We know this. Yeah, I mean, it's so sad. He had such great hair. Um, yeah, it was pretty good hair. Um, I will say that I, d- I did watch the gender bent movie that they came out a few oh, years no. ago in theaters. Why'd you do that? Um, I didn't. Well, I had no uh, nostalgic reasons to be attached to the original Ghostbusters. So when my sisters and I would decide to go out and watch it, we we did, and um, I didn't. I, I didn't think it was horrible. A lot of people think it's horrible, and I well, can't exactly remember why. People are pissed because, like, Her- again, Harold Ramis is dead. Okay, like you can't Ghostbusters. You can't have another Ghostbusters movie. Like, yes, you can. I don't think it's no. It's not about. It's not about like oh they're women or whatever. It's you. It doesn't matter who they are. They're not Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and and Harold Ramis. That's the bottom line. Like, this is like. Well, there are plenty of movies that have been remade with different actors. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but Ghostbusters was a huge movie. It has like a, it has a, a huge cult following. Like it's. Uh, and it's just unacceptable, including me. And it's just it's just unacceptable to have like anybody else playing any of the Ghostbusters. It's just not worth watching. I don't know. It's kind of a mentality that you have to have. You have to be like steeped in the Ghostbusters fandom for you know years to to get there, I guess. But like to me, it's like you know put the best ne- the next best person in each of those roles, and it's still I still won't watch it. Mm. So that's yeah. I don't know. I, I if it's if it was funny, I guess that's fine. But yeah, I don't know. You can't you can't yeah. replace Bill Murray. I mean, it's like a, yeah, I can't. Uh, I mean, I'm well, more confused by the fact that Caroline's like, oh, I don't want to watch a scary movie right before bed. I like, I guess I get that, but how are you gonna watch a movie with such a catchy theme song? Oh my that god, it doesn't oh, drive so you insane because you I won't mean, be able to sleep because you'll be. I saying, already I had it stuck in my head before I even watched the movie. Like I was, ge- like, I was worse. finishing up with work yesterday, and I was like thinking to myself, "Okay, I'll probably watch it tonight." And then I started humming it. Oh, there's <laughs> no work. escape. There's no it's escape. It's such a catchy tune. My God. I would say that's probably the best thing that's come out of this movie. Is the theme song. Are you shitting me? Okay, leave me alone. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you going to disagree? Yeah, of course I disagree with you. That it's one of the great things that came no, out I'm of this movie the at the very least. No, I'm not saying the not great, but like, you know, come on. You're killing me. <laughs> uh, well, what Ray, do you guys think I should watch next? When someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. Yeah, that was pretty good too. <laughs> Are you a god? No. No. Die. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's so great. Mason, where do you stand on this movie? I watched it once a very long time ago. So, like, I am definitely not in the, like, I just don't remember enough about it to, like, speak confidently or intelligently on it. But I overall remember enjoying it as being really fun. I remember, like, as a kid, really liking the Stay Puffed like monster mm-hmm. i was just like yeah this is like subverting tropes i get it i i enjoy it so it's been a while but i guess overall little mason gives it a thumbs up little mason well what what should i watch next though oh for classic movies yeah oh, i'm thinking maybe horror. texas chainsaw massacre oh that's interesting <laughs> um i say the my vote is the original halloween movie because the 
they're coming out with another one on Halloween night, and Jamie Lee Curtis is in it, and she was the original mm-hmm. star of Hall- of the Halloween Horror franchise fucking 43 years ago, and she's in this new movie. And uh, and it's a pretty good slasher movie. It's probably better than Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I feel like I probably have watched Halloween at some point in time. Maybe. I cannot remember, though, so maybe I should just watch it again. Well, that's I'd my say vote. the original definitely holds up. I did watch uh, Scream uh, with my family a couple years ago, and that was pretty fun. The original Scream is actually, like, so well done and funny and... Oh, yeah. Actually decent. That was a huge Oh, hit. but the main character just annoyed the hell out of me. Oh, uh, Nev Campbell? her. Yeah. She's, her, she hasn't done anything in a long time. Yeah, the original yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street is good also. Mm, I think I tried watching that, and I wasn't a huge fan, but okay. we'll see. Yeah, well, I've never watched that one. I can't can't vouch for it. That's the one where they're getting they're getting killed and they're in their dreams. Isn't um, uh, Johnny Depp in that one? Mm, I don't no, think so. I don't think so. Which one am I thinking of? But um, Mason, why don't you tell us about your trip to San Francisco? Oh, we oh, saw you yeah. were in jail. We saw this. I was. I was locked up with the big boys. We AKA. knew it was going to happen someday. Yeah, it was only. Only a matter of time until they heard my terrible takes and were like, we got to lock this boy up. <laughs> lock it up. You got to lock it up. Can you imagine Mason interacting with actual prisoners? I I don't know. I like those like prison movies where they all become like pretty good friends and pals by the end. Like that's a good time. Like Shawshank? Yeah. Oh, should that be on my list? Is that a Halloween movie? Not, no, no, but it's okay. like one of the all-time best. So yeah, I should you should probably watch, watch it at it. some but point, though. <laughs> definitely, yeah, you can save that for after uh, mm-hmm. Halloween. Uh, no, San Francisco was a good time. I had never been out there before. I've been to California, but since California is like the biggest state ever, insert Texas for scale, uh, you can be in one area of it and it'll acts and feels and has a vibe completely different than other places. So I had never been to the Bay Area, which includes like San Jose, Oakland and San Francisco. And I kind of made like the last second decision to go out there because I have a lot of vacation days to use up this year. And uh, have you been hoarding friends? I have. Well, usually I I get a bunch. I buy extra vacation and then I use that to travel so my company allows us to buy up to five additional days buy. of vacation. Like with money? Yeah. So we essentially, yeah, we give up our pay on those days. Uh, so it's, oh, it's like see. unpaid time off or whatever. I gotcha. But you have the option to do that if you want. So I usually do that in addition to the couple weeks we get. And I usually use that for travel, but with, you know not having anywhere to travel to with things being locked down i haven't used it all year until now with like three months left i'm like i should probably use up all my days so i last second decision decided to head out there uh see a friend that had moved out there uh, a couple months ago and just kind of use it as a springboard to walk around the city and explore and do stuff when hopefully it wasn't like too hot like summertime but not too cold and winter time so i just had a spare couple times and that's why i was out last week so i appreciate you guys holding down the fort in my stead but well the fort was never held down i'm sorry to say but we tried our <laughs> we best. had to Chaos. you know caroline had to tolerate me all by herself so really you should be talking to her <laughs> cool no, nonetheless uh appreciate both of you guys for covering my slack and me being like oh, I'm, I'm gone this week bye <laughs> so yeah. Uh, it was it was a pretty good trip overall. I have a whole thing. I didn't type up like my itinerary or anything, so I'm not going to go through that. But I am going to go through some of the highlights and lowlights to really ah. give you a guide before in the little bit of time we have left. Um, lowlight number one. Found this restaurant called Daiho Kalbi Jim. It was what? like a Korean restaurant in Japantown and they're famous for like this uh like this brisket type thing that they make where they bring it to your table mm-hmm. and they just cover it with cheese and then at your table they like use a blowtorch to like melt it down. Oh. Ooh. And it 
oh, it was supposed to be like amazing and everyone's like oh it's like a two-hour wait to get in and it's like but it's like one of the best things you can get in the city and i'm like yeah yeah i'm gonna do that like on friday afternoon where no one is in there so like i and i went and i didn't have to wait in line at all i slipped right in got to my table and they're like yeah so we only serve this for like a serving size of two people and we don't let you like get it if you're a single person Oh, and so they just harsh. shut that down. Yeah, I know. I was you like, so you ask the money that I have in my hands. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And it was not cheap. Let's let's be honest. Like it is designed for two people, but it wasn't like I think I could have I could have done it. Um so that was like, ooh, big betrayal. So if they anyone has been there were. Exactly. Uh so if ever anyone's been to Daiho, Kelby Gym, please let me know if it actually is worth the the weight and effort because I, I was sad and I'm, I'm not gonna leave at that point so i just got something else and it was fine so started off rough because that was like the first meal i tried to have so but could you sad. imagine if you actually had to wait that long to get in and then they tell you that would have <laughs> been rough have it. yeah but at the very least you got you you didn't have to wait that long exactly exactly i like i like the positives and it was yeah. good because what i got in the meantime like had like vegetables and stuff in it uh which considering that i didn't eat healthy at all the rest of my trip was probably for the best to have some like spinach and carrots and mushrooms to feel healthy because after that i went to the, uh like the big ramen place in san francisco Ooh. called mensho tokyo and it was pretty good at the end of the day it's still like united states ramen which sadly does not hold up and i've complained about this forever but i was curious enough because san francisco does have a pretty good showing of asian culture and cuisine oh, yeah, for sure and it should it, it, it has a japan town exactly and it wasn't bad but it wasn't memorable so me being a snob was a little snooty about it but it wasn't it's probably worth checking out if you're into like more like ambitious and unique uh, ramen recipes like it wasn't traditional but I kind of just accepted that and it was a good time though I will say the best person I met on the trip was walking to this ramen place and it was kind of in an unsavory part of town that I was going through and this lady was driving by in a mobility scooter just blasting the most like abrasive thug hip hop music there was <laughs> as she was surrounded with with Donkey Kong pillows. What? In her car? In her uh, mobility scooter. Oh. She was just on the sidewalk, blasting this music at max volume, surrounded by Nintendo swag. And it was such a vibe. I was like, wow. San Francisco people are certainly characters. And that's kind of a <laughs> trend I uh, would go on to find. Uh, anyway, next day, went to Golden Gate Park, which was pretty cool and i went to an art museum that was pretty cool and i had their sourdough bread which i guess san francisco is known for and it was oh, pretty yeah. good sourdough bread for sure yeah i went to Bowden's bakery which i think is like the big one to have they have a couple locations it was pretty good got the uh like the clam chowder like bread bowl and just feasted like a pigeon just on the side just eating bread because bread is so good <laughs> i'm just trying to picture mason mason in pigeon form exactly just <laughs> going away at it but i kind of had some free time at the end of the day so i went to a baseball game i went oh, wow. to the oakland days it was kind of the last second like hey i've got a couple hours to spare and i went and it was a super good game i paid like 15 dollars for these tickets oh, so crazy. and because it was empty enough i just pretty much immediately walked down to like way better seats because it was empty and it was fun and the crowd was kind of into it and it was like a close game until the seventh inning when the A's just tore the Astros to shreds we're talking like grand slams like 14 runs like it was a slaughter it was so much fun <laughs> <laughs> so the crowd was really into it and I didn't even know but after the game, they let everyone onto the field for fireworks. Aww. So I was like, I don't know what we're doing. And everyone brought, like, blankets and, like, picnic-type stuff. 
Like clearly everyone else got the memo and I because it was such a last minute thing I didn't even know. So uh win. I'm amazing. I have good luck. Yeah, it sounds like a really great last minute trip. <laughs> it was. Uh actual good food recommendations. Uh I did go to Oakland the next day and I went to a place called Hot Boys, which hot. spoke to Hot Boys. Which spoke <laughs> to me on the spiritual level so because dudes walking around with like banana hammocks and stuff. No, but that would be definitely on brand. Uh, no, this was a, like, uh, the word, uh, Nashville chicken sandwich place. Oh, Nashville hot chicken? Oh, my goodness. Oh, fuck like, me. I, I love, like, oh, Popeye's, Chick-fil-A, like, banter, banter, banter. But this place was just on another level. And obviously, price-wise, it's, you know, $12, $13 for a sandwich. But it was easily the best chicken sandwich i've ever had in my life oh, yes tell me more hot boys in oakland and i think they have a second location now but it was you go there they have like five different levels of spice i oh, think they have a six one that you can like sign a waiver to get oh. and i was like i don't i don't want to go all out sign a waiver <laughs> without knowing yeah because it's so hot it's, it's like it's not even going to be good at that point exactly yeah. exactly which is why i didn't do it You're so i got burn level your mouth four heat it'll be horrible it was like mild, medium, medium hot, hot, and then the secret one is like hot, 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 hot boys. So what exactly? You get? Uh, I got medium hot. I got level four, and it was that was level three. It was Mason. banging. It was so good. Uh, no, there was like one below it. There was like ah. a n- no heat one. Oh, that's pussy. That's just too pussy. It is. It's baby you can't mode. go. You, you can't go for the no heat. Exactly. It's it in literally the name. It's called hot boys. Nashville yeah. hot. Chicken. Go to McDonald's instead. <laughs> exactly, you baby. But it was uh, good. I went to some bonsai gardens. I saw pelicans in the bay, like hunting like fish. Pelicans. Like they were like dive bombing into the water and coming out with stuff. It was so cool. And uh, let's see. I'm running out of time. We went to In and Out. Uh, it's still not good. It's not I'm good. I'm sorry, people. It's, it's not. not. I tried it once a long time ago and it was disappointing and i'm like maybe i just had a bad night maybe it was just that location that was nope, bad it's not you Mason. maybe no no i i was like okay everything in life you should try twice that's you know a motto that some people live by and i tried it and like the burgers were kind of all right and the shake was kind of all right but like the fries nah, were suck. garbage just everything was just like yeah. i guess i get why people like it at 2 a.m and I had it at 1 a.m., but I just couldn't do it. I'm Pe- sorry. People are waiting in line in Denver for three hours to get this fucking food because they're all from California now. The whole state of Colorado is just full of people from California. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just not good. Thousand Island dressing isn't good on anything. Uh, Thousand Say Island isn't bad. I like Thousand Island. He's fucking wrong. I do like Thousand Island. It's shit. And it's shit on French fries. And you know what? It's shit on a hamburger. It's proven. It is? Mm, By who? Mason just ate it. It's not good. Okay, well, Mason is not the only judge It it wasn't the Thousand Island that made it bad. I don't mind Thousand Island on, like, a salad, but I I definitely on a burger. I had a really good sandwich yesterday. There you go. It was was, uh, grilled chicken and had uh, fried eggplant and roasted red peppers and a bit of, you know, greens. Don't even say Thousand Island dressing balsamic oh okay that's much better <laughs> and mozzarella cheese man it was so good okay, that's, what the hell what, there's like a non sequitur what are you even talking about <laughs> well you guys are talking about food <laughs> i know but we're talking about why why in and out's burger is not good and i'm sure well i'm telling you why this sandwich was <laughs> and it's california so it was probably like the sandwich and the fries and the shake was probably like 12 dollars I'm sorry At if I'm least. talking about food sequiturs when it's not after party. I realize yeah, it's the we only save place that for, for it. later. I'm so, en- I'm okay. so just en- enraged. Like, I went to McDonald's last night at like 11 because there was nothing else to eat. And two quarter pounder meals is fucking $20 here. It's, ins- it's totally insane. Like, uh, so f- and it's not even good. McDonald's is a quarter. They fucking suck. It's so fucking. Terrible. It's so <laughs> greasy course. that you feel like you're kill- You feel like you're like committing suicide while you eat it. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that is a great description of eating a quarter pounder burger. It's like you're drinking oil out of a bottle. I know, but like, is it really? 
similar to uh, dying. I mean, if you ate one every day for, have you seen the Fast uh, Super Size Me, the documentary? I have not. Because the guy eats McDonald's every day for like a month and he like almost dies. Yeah, I'm not surprised. His cholesterol went up like a billion points and the doctor was like, you're going to straight die if you continue. And he had to stop. (laughs) Aww. Anyway, I'm glad you had a good time, Mason. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, we have no time for this. Um, I may talk about it next time. I'm not really sure. But the movie um, No One Gets Out Alive is on Netflix right now, and it is fucking good. It's a, it's a, oh, maybe that's what I should watch this week. It's then. a horror movie, and it is. It's a little slow at the beginning, but the end is fucking solid as shit. So. I'm surprised oh no one talked about Squid Game this week. Maybe, I've not maybe even we'll, watched I'll it. have to rectify that next time. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.